0: This episode of the A Team is brought to you by face facegamescom Canada's number 1 source for Magic the Gathering card singles.
1: I can just imagine like no one hears from you for a couple of days and then all of a sudden like <laughs> your mother discovers you just naked in your bed like sh- like cuddling this fucking trophy and just rip <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to you by ManorDeprived.com and 60cards.com. Check us out. In
2: 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for crimes they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal palm in the Ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them... Maybe you can listen to the AT. KYT. I don't know about you guys, or I'm just mind tricking myself constantly.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jay Boosh. They're of a different culture, KYT. They prefer their magic untainted by the internet.
0: Scotty. Then you just pull the fucking mind slaver and you just dome them with their own dude. That's entertainment. And Medina.
4: I'm on camera and I'm like, oh man, don't blink. Act like you meant to do this.
2: <laughs> and now the A-Team. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 76 of the A-Team Podcast. This is KYT with Jonathan Scott and Jay. How's it going, fellas? Excellent. Hey,
4: and we also have a special guest, Michael Flores.
2: <laughs>
1: just,
4: oh my God. just kidding.
1: <laughs> you just, you just cost us like half our list. Wait, there.
0: don't hang up. Don't hang up. We're just joking. Don't hang up. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've actually got, uh, you know, fresh off uh, his crushing victory at uh, Grand Prix Indianapolis. And uh, longtime bro of the show. You know that the first place that he's going to go after such a tremendous victory, after, you know, talking to Mike Flores for top decks, doing an AMA and whatever else he's got going on, is he's going to come on the A-team. So sure enough, we've got the Troll Slayer himself, Legacy (laughs) All-Star.
1: The winningest Legacy player of all time. The
0: winningest Legacy player of all time, Tom Martell. Tom, welcome to the show, sir.
5: (laughs) Thanks, guys. How's it going?
0: Excellent. It's actually funny you
5: mentioned you mentioned Flores. So I did my interview with him for Topdex. He's like, "God, why do the the people who listen to the A Team hate me so much?" And (laughs) And then you slayed him. He means well, although he can definitely come across a bit uh, interestingly.
3: Yeah,
4: (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what the listeners' problems is. Uh, I love I love Mike Flores, and uh, I thought that episode was awesome.
0: Yeah. yeah, we understand that he can be a little loquacious sometimes, and that's okay. We still love Mike. You know, as a human being, he's a wonderful, wonderful guy. But we we understand that a lot of our listeners that spoke up very vocally don't, um, and we're sorry about that. But uh, we love him, so he'll be back at some time. But uh, we'll make sure we give you ample warning. <laughs> Did like you say loquacious? Oh. I said loquacious with an L.
4: Loquacious, dude! I just learned a yeah. new word on the A team.
0: I, yeah, I did but this. I did that for, I don't know. This
4: is like Sesame Street up in here, man.
0: <laughs> I did that just for you, eh? Yeah. Yeah,
4: okay. And I'm not talking pejoratively here, guys.
0: There you go. <laughs>
3: Bringing it back. Oh,
4: so tell us about your loquacious um victories there.
5: Tom Sure. Montel. Yeah, I mean the the tournament was kind of it's actually funny. I'm trying to write my tournament report. Uh Drew Levin somehow beat me to the punch with his, you know. 197th place finish Tournament report where, like, talked about our deck a bunch and somewhat stole my thunder, but it's my own fault for being slow. Uh, it's kind of a Tom, blur.
0: Tom, he, like, he didn't have to play until all the way to first.
5: Well, he, he did drop while still in contention because he was too hungover uh, oh. from the night out because he's still a small child who's not yet learned how to balance and play when hungover. <laughs> uh, he will, though. He'll, he'll catch okay. up with the rest of us.
4: So he was he was hungover on Sunday?
5: I, I go out to dinner after Saturday night, after finishing Nino. The first time I've ever finished Nino 0 at a GP, I was pretty excited. Uh, so I go, go out to dinner, and head, we're walking back to our, our hotel, and we swing by St. Elmo's, which I don't know if you're familiar with Indy, or any of the listeners are familiar with Indy, but it's kind of the, if you listen to any of Brian Kibler's tweets or read them over the weekend, he talked about St. Elmo's like 432 times. Yeah, he did, um, yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, sweet restaurant, like, steakhouse place. I've actually never gotten to eat there, because, unfortunately, our reservation was for 7 45 on Sunday, and I was still playing, <laughs> so <laughs> didn't get to go. But uh, we're walking back to our hotel, and Drew Levin comes out with, like, Patrick Sullivan. Uh, you know, P. an awesome dude. Kibler, who did not make Day 2. Basically, just a group of men looking to consume copious amounts of alcohol. And I'm like, Drew, like, didn't you date? 2? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, you might not want to go out. like. You might come back with us, like Satan's coming back with us. You can just come back. He's like, no, I'm gonna have like a drink. So I, go to, I, I turn to Pete, so, like, so, like, so, like, he's a kid. He doesn't know any better. You gotta, you gotta promise me you're not gonna let him, you know, drink too much. And so the next day, I, I bump into piece earlier on like 1 p.m. He's still the side The first thing he to me is, Martel, I'm sorry, I let you down. I let you." So, oh man,
3: it's
5: funny
4: because yeah, I seen, I seen him in the hall on a uh, what is it on Sunday morning, and uh, he just was like. He was kind of just, like, walking, like, walking dead almost. And I kind of, like, went by to give him a nudge with my elbow. And, like, I hit him harder than I expected, you know? And so it turned into this awkward, like, bam! And I'm just, like, and he kind of looked at me, like, WTF? And I'm just, like, oh, man, hey, I'm just messing around, you know? But I think he's, you know, still hungover <laughs> at the time.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so his first thing or second round is against Ochoa. He's playing against Ocho, and he goes, like, turn one, land, go. Turn two, he draws like a Thought Caesar in Inquisition. Plays Inquisition. Ochoa looks at, reveals his hand. He like falls asleep, We're trying to figure out what to take. Wakes up. Takes <laughs> something the go, holding two more lands. This doesn't play a second land. <laughs>
3: <Wow>. <laughs> no. wow. Ochoa plays wow.
5: his land. Now he's sitting there, he's like, Man, I have no lands in play. I have all these spells in my hand. And I have all these lands in my hand. This is really awkward. And just gets crushed because he forgot to play this land. Uh, and at that point, he called it quits, went back to bed. And, uh, He dropped it like X4. So.
3: Wow oh, shit. Mm.
4: Let this be a lesson wow. to you listeners.
0: Sam. Wow. To you children I think that you can you're drink still in with contention. the men. Yeah, seriously.
2: Cause his GP record's pretty sick too, his legacy, uh
0: I mean, yeah, I mean it was. It was. It was. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean how did so you, you were I mean your your tweet timeline basically said Well, guess I'm jumping on a plane this morning and going out to the GP. Um got a legacy pedigree to defend, so might as well do it. Like what got you to there? Like that just seemed like it was a really random snap decision, and then for you to run the fire to win the damn thing, it seems really, you know, coincidental, but I mean it couldn't have been, right? Or were you like, just like you're
5: just like, Yeah, I
1: was I was planning on it.
5: My, my my flight receipt i booked that thing at 2 a.m on friday morning so i assure you i would not have voluntarily paid the extra god knows how much it was compared to if i just booked it on time but uh no like i i really wanted to go but work was awkward like the flights back were bad i didn't want to miss any more time and, and unfortunately i have a monday morning meeting at like 8:15, which is like yeah. the worst possible time i've imagined, um given that i want to, to fly back monday mornings from tournaments and you know, I took a bunch of time off for Honolulu, and the week before I was in Seattle. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to take this week off, recover. I'm exhausted. I've been traveling nonstop. Uh, let me just get my, you know, shit together. And a couple of people were, like, talking during the week about how sweet Legacy was, and I started really, you know, being sad that I wasn't going. Actually, Mary Jacobson started messaging me every single day just to, like, tease me that I wasn't going and how she was going to top eight or second GP before I would. Uh, and I was like, God damn it, I can't let this happen. So I got off my ass. I booked that ticket, you know. The flight times were horrific it was i i left i departed s f o at like eleven fifty p m that night getting into Indy at like nine twenty a m and then leaving Indy at like five forty five a m monday morning getting into s f at like nine thirty wow so
0: so you missed your meeting or did you yeah, fuck
5: my meeting i won i g b'll be back instead I'm like the trophy will be here for me, but yeah, i mean it was it was not optimal on the flight times, but I I decided. That's why this week, for instance, I'm not going to Nashville because I, I can only run this so many times in a row before someone kind of catches on. So, all right, we'll actually sit this one out. I'll, I'll take Nashville off.
4: He's like, yeah, I got food poisoning. Can't make it, guys. Sorry. <laughs>
5: there's, there's like seven hours of be playing Magic on on the Internet. Yeah, in yeah. DVD, that would be hard to sell.
4: Yeah, you, you just tell them you got food poisoning at the steakhouse afterward. <laughs>
5: <Yeah>. <laughs> Try running that. But again, you can only run that so many times before they catch on. So I'm going to save that bullet for later. <laughs> <laughs> so uh talk about the deck.
1: Talk about the deck a little bit. Because I know a lot of our listeners don't play Legacy, so they probably are interested to know the interactions at least somewhat.
5: Legacy, first off, is a sweet format. I mean, it gets a, b- a bum rap. It's like, oh, it's it's broken. Everyone just wins on turn two, and none of my games. I actually thought the modern and format was played in Philly was more sort of combo-y and fast than this legacy format was. My games went long, partially because I was playing a deck designed to make games go long, but just the format itself is an interactive format. Um, you know, everyone's playing swords and and paths and shit. Like you're interacting with your opponent's board in a lot of different ways. And so I, I find the games to be fascinating, and there's a ton of decisions to be made, and there's a lot of room to outplay people or to you know, screw up yourself. Um, <laughs> you saw both happening in that finals, uh, if you you know if you watched that. But yeah, I think the format's sweet. The deck is pretty is pretty sick. Uh, if you kind of look at my evolution as a legacy player in Columbus, which is my first legacy tournament of all time, I had never played a match of legacy actually in my life before Columbus. Yeah, I got wow. I, I, I certified that morning, and it was like, oh, yeah, I'll play counterbalance. It was like four cards off of the like, Luis's list. I got to tinker with a little bit. Um, so that, you know, that deck was sweet, but it was, it was much more on the controlling spectrum, right, with Counterbalance top, uh, and then Providence last year, I played, actually, Esperblade with Dark Confidants instead of Lingering Souls, because Lingering Souls didn't exist yet, but actually, like, something in the middle of mental misstep, because everyone played mental misstep, Yeah, but a similar style deck to what I played here and loved it, should have top eight, but punted against Merfolk with two rounds to go uh, to miss top eight, and then, yeah, then this tournament here, like, Again, building on that, you know, Sam Black tweeted me on, on Friday night, hey, I'm playing Esperblade, and the entire week you've been testing this just horrifically just god-awful Zombies deck online. <laughs> I like, 17 against him, Like, it couldn't beat anything. And I it's am like, it's like, like, wait, you're not playing that Zombies thing? Thank God. He's like, yeah, I'm going to play this, this deck that, that Marin LeBear posted on Facebook. It looks really sweet. And I actually had gotten the list from Drew Levin, who'd saw, who saw the original post that, the you know, the Belgian tournament posted its deck list, and he'd found it, and he sent it to me. He said, hey, I wish we could make this work, but I don't think it's going to be good enough. We're just going to play Rug. And so I was kind of, like, dirtling between Rug, and I had Luis's Stoneblade list. I was thinking about that. But as soon as Sam said, you know, we can play Esper Stoneblade, I was just, I was all in. Left for the airport at, like, nine, like 10-ish from my house. T- put Sam on speakerphone the whole way. Just talked about how we'd brew the deck. And then actually I have to give a shout out to my my friend uh and my my you know driver, Ian Spaulding, who I mistakenly in the, on the coverage said, I got a cab I took a taxi and he got very hurt. So in case he listens, Ian Spaulding drove me to the airport. Uh, while driving <laughs> him I ignored him completely and talked to Sam on the phone the entire time. Like <laughs> <laughs> what a nice
1: guy. Yeah, and it know. ignores him the entire time. And then also just is like, no, it was a cab. Yeah. It was a cab driver.
3: <laughs> or it and, seemed
5: like a cab. In fact, I think the only thing I really. said to him was, yeah, whatever. I'll start, I'm going to start giving you 5% of my winnings on all the turns you drive me to the airport for. Promptly t- win the GP, promptly give him nothing. Um, <laughs> so he didn't mean it, obviously. <laughs> back there. But yeah, so Sam and I were talking. We ended up tweaking the list he had at that point by maybe another five cards, six cards. Like we adjust the main he had a main deck sword of fire and ice like the list did in Belgium. I really wanted the Jit main. Um so we cut the sword. Uh we we were he was already down to the one intuition, which I agree with. Intuition was like a cute card with like a lot of kind of fringe benefits. But least, for anyone who doesn't actually know the deck, right? It's it's, it's Stoneforge Mystic, Lingering Souls, uh Jace, Batter Skull, Jitte, Um Swords of Potashires, Three Force of Wills, Four Discard Spells. That's kind of the heart of the deck there. And it lets you play interactively with your opponents using the swords, using the, the forces against, you know, especially combo decks. It lets you just kind of overpower some decks by just going turn two stone forge, put a Batash into play, which we all I'm sure remember fondly from its brief foray in Standard when that was legal. That
1: was the, my it, favorite time.
5: Yeah, that was, a, that of was one time. of the worst <laughs> formats I've ever played in my life. But yeah. <laughs> no, it was the best. It was for sure the best. It was so much better before Batash Goal got printed. Like, the Standard format in Paris at least was fine. Maybe it wasn't good, but it was okay. Once you added Batters Goal, it just got stupid. Yeah, it was just uh, trash. <laughs> yeah. Which <laughs> you can tell a lot by the fact filth. that they, I just won a Legacy Tournament with something like 20 cards that were in my standard deck in Paris. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: so
5: that says a lot about this format. Um, and then obviously, four brainstorms. We had two ponders, uh, mostly because you need to get the blue count up for Force of Will. We were really cutting, cutting it close there kind of the conventional wisdom, I think, is something like you need 16 blue spells in addition to your force of wills, and we had like 14 or 15, so we cut two lands. I kind of wanted more land, but I can see that the, the ponders would probably be better, so we played two ponders. Um, the deck was awesome. I mean, it just lets you you can, you can play kind of the same traditional broken game that the blue-white Stoneforge decks are playing, uh, with with your Ghost Stoneforge and a Banner Scroll with some counter spells to back it up, but against other unfair decks you have, or sorry, against other fair decks you have all these Lingering Souls tokens they can just never beat because it clogs the ground, they can't attack through them very effectively. You can just play, like, turn through their souls, turn for Jace, and they can't just, like, hit it with their Tarmic Wife, because you just chomp with a token. Um, their removal's all one-for-ones, so they can't even, you know, sword your guy and get in. It's just really an unfair card in those kind of matchups, where they're trying to do stuff with creatures. So, gave it a huge, you know, huge kind of boost in those matchups over what, I think, the traditional Stoneforge decks do. And in the mirror, it was just unbelievable. Like, if you watch the match against LSV, um we played on camera I like, think round like seven. And um the linger soul just like completely warped the matchup because it means he can't his jaces don't matter because I have all these like shitty one one flyers that Jace can't bounce. That'll just kill the Jace. And my Jace's he can never hit. Yeah. So it just really just warps the dynamic of the matchup. Plus I I have a million guys who can pick up equipment and he's sitting there trying to like reanimate his lands to do the same task. So we actually cut Mishra's Factories because we have all these, these Lingering Souls tokens. And why do you want to spend your mana animating when you can spend your mana, like, interacting?
0: Yeah. It looks like, it, it seems like it was just a really, really good fit for the, the format this weekend, too, right? Because, I mean, like, everything's going, Maverick was really picking up steam, you know, which is totally a green-white creature deck. And, I mean, even if you look at the rest of the, you know, the rest of the top eight, like... The rug decks are basically stone to lingering souls too, right? Because I mean, you're holding off all their guys all day. Um, you know, aside from, I guess, what the one high tide deck, right? I mean, I'm looking at Pascal Maynard, who you beat, was a um, a green white a green white guys deck, right? Uh, one of so KYT's boys too. What's that? So is Dan Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. And then you're at uh, two. You got Kenny Castor from the finals and Caleb Durward both on, you know, variants of Rug. So, I mean, you know, we watched how that all went down. And then it looks like you've got like uh, a dredge deck. And then you've got your chick who is playing straight blue-white. And I mean, exactly as you said, I mean, there's the three Mistress Factories and one Crucible of Worlds. I mean, that seems really poor compared to Lingering Souls. Oh, yeah.
5: And those matches. So. What actually the, 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 what made the tournament for me was, was Caleb in his last round gets paired down. It's very unlucky, actually. There's five people at uh, X1 one and 1, and he's in the third seed, but mm. both myself in the two seed and Pascal in the one seed had already played him. So we get paired before him because it pairs in order. Pascal gets the four seed, I get the five seed, then he gets paired down against the six Whoa. seed and has to play. Ouch. And he's playing against a friend of his, and he beats him. And, but once you've beaten him okay, I've won, I'll just sure. give you a draw now, because you can't make top 8, with a, I'm in regardless if I win or draw, drawing will give you top 16, so he draws, which gives me the ideal dream scenario in terms of the, the pairings in the top 8, because it puts the dredge deck into the high tide deck, both of which are just really bad for me, and then makes them run into the, either rug deck, which are both really bad for them. Nice. So it worked out so beautifully for me that I got to kind of coast through my optimal matchups of <laughs> Maverick Maverick Rug in to, to this tournament. Yeah, I mean those matchups are all pretty good, and like the Rug deck matchup, I think is our best matchup. I'm glad I got to play Kenny instead of Caleb because Caleb has uh, a much better sideboard for me. I looked yeah. at, at at Kenny's list. I actually started laughing. I mean his deck just doesn't seem to do anything. I mean he's just like all in on stealing wins with like <laughs> you know stifles and dazes and wastelands, but he can't actually play a game of magic. Like his he <laughs> boarded in one one two blasts and and one ancient grudge. That was his sideboard. He had no snap casters. Yeah,
0: he's got nothing else for you. Otherwise he's looking at he's relying on like <laughs> bounce for dudes <laughs> graveyard like, hate
5: and counterboats. And the counter- no snapcasters, I mean, just gives him absolutely no reach against me. So I mean, unless he's planning on burning me out with his fourteen points of burn in his deck. I know, I'm going to be able to, sta- like we saw in Game 3, I'm going to be able to stabilize, play around the remaining burn, and just take control of a game.
0: And no Jaces either, I noticed. Tournament because they don't have enough fans. Yeah. But, but the no snap was pretty surprising.
6: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and when you look at Caleb's list, right, like he's running a couple of them with the scavenging use as well, just for, for value. But, uh, That's and t- it looks like he was playing more burn too, Caleb.
5: Only lost during yeah. the
0: Swiss. It actually was on camera in...
5: in the, the first game was just one of the most absurd games I've lost. Just, like, everything went perfectly wrong. I had killed down to just a Wasteland in his hand on turn one. At the end of turn one, he literally had one card in hand, Wasteland. And he killed me, like, six turns later. It was pretty... It was actually insane. Like, it's a really fun game to watch now that I know that I get to win the tournament anyway. At the time...
3: <laughs>
5: but his list was really good against me because he gets to bring in Soul for Elementals and uh sulfuric vortexes which are both awesome. I still think I'm favored after sideboard but not the way I normally am against rugdex. Like he had a lot of reach after that sideboard.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I'm we're really really pleased to to see you win. I mean we were pulling for you the whole time, no question. Um I'm watching the the Twitter feed going as you know, all day as I'm out running errands with the family and stuff, and I'm just like, Come on, Tom, come on, Tom. Fucking get home, get the kids to bed, you know, like unpack the groceries and I'm like ripping from my tablet, trying to pull up coverage. <laughs> I'm like, Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and
5: Appreciate like, that. I mean
0: Honey's Honey's like, What are you doing? I'm like, It's fucking Tom
5: Who <laughs> <Poo>. Never mind. <laughs> by making by by trying to draw out that last game as long as possible by just never winning. Um, So, you know, I had three chances to win. I kind of passed it each time, because I wanted to make sure you had time to get there. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I, I totally appreciate it you know like i i literally got there just before uh the stifle on the jace right. like i'm looking i'm looking at the board i'm like oh this is this is good i'm like oh wait he's in trouble and then i thought because i i really didn't see too too much about the deck list. i just heard you were you were tearing right and i'm looking down and i'm like oh man there's there's a lot of guys like delver oh jace oh no wait what's that Lingering Souls? Holy shit <laughs> And and then I just see Jace ticking up, ticking up, ticking up, and then the stifle and I thought, Oh no. You know, everyone's just like fuck he had it. And then uh and then obviously not seeing the other games, right? So you have to appreciate from where I'm at. And then uh and then once you drop the second one and fucking just like re- just grabbed control of that game. From his fucking bloody clutches, and just smashed the rest of your deck against him repeatedly. It was amazing.
5: I mean, so it's funny because like I went back now. I've watched the replays because I, I wanted to hear what the commentator was saying. I wanted to kind of experience it again because it was obviously pretty stressful in the moment, and I was, I, I was scared shitless that I was going to punt somehow and lose. <laughs> uh, which is weird because I normally don't get nearly that, like, I'm, like. Cause you're not, you're like the best, right? <laughs> not, like, like just, I'm, I, I'm
1: not sure if you know this, but you're the winningest legacy player
5: of all time. It made me very aware of that fact. <laughs> through his 47 tweets and multiple text messages. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it's like, I, I definitely have played big matches. I've tilted before, but I've never been like nervous the way I was nervous here. Um, Cause I felt like, you know, I've been here before I, losing the finals again would just be so disappointing. Um And the way I came back in game two, like losing game three would have been such a heartbreaker, so i was I was very nervous and but I felt like on turn when i i, I click him on like turn seven or whatever, and I see his hand and it's just like there 's just no way I can lose this game, like he literally kept i i i i 'd rather mold the fourth than keep the hand that he kept. he just didn 't do anything yeah. um and he didn 't draw anything in the you know intervening seven turns, so he definitely also got unlucky, but kept a literal blank hand um so at that point, I was like, man, I have to really screw this up to lose. Um, which is why you see things like me letting my Jace get stifled stupidly, because I'm so terrified of taking damage that I just don't thought-seize him first, even though I can't... My my line of thinking is, okay, if his hand is exactly three burn spells, and I thought-seize him, and then I Jace him, he lets the Jace resolve, and then his next two draw steps are burn spell, burn spell, and I only have this spell pierce, I can't counter them. I also have snap with the Snapcaster with the Swords of Plowshares in my graveyard, so I would just Swords my own guy. Just like it just didn't make any sense, but I was just so paranoid of taking damage that I didn't really like think through like, he might have a. It never occurred to me he could have a Stifle, so you you kind of got tunnel vision. Oh yeah, I mean, I yeah. was sure I was like ninety percent certain that no matter what I did, I couldn't lose. So, but but still, I should just calm down, thought through it, came to the right conclusion instead of just kind of like just trying to get the game over with so I could go drink out of my trophy. <laughs> Which is actually what I was kind of—it's—it's it's like the um, the Rounders quote, right? All I could see was, uh, you know, was 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 Vegas and the fucking and the fucking mirage, right? That was where I was.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
5: like, I, I, Aces Full was now on my radar. So uh, thankfully, you didn't come back to buy me.
4: Yeah, because I heard a lot of people talking smack. Uh, I didn't really like. I was there. I was at the GP, but like, I wasn't watching the games or anything. I was just trading, and I was like, dude, let's go. I want to eat some food. And they're like, "Yeah, Tom Martel's gonna win." I'm like, "Yeah, I know he's gonna win. Like, let him win. Let's go eat."
3: <laughs> <laughs> so,
4: so we ended up eating and watching it on Twitter. <laughs> oh man! But but on Twitter, people were blowing up and they were talking smack about the uh, the Stifle and the Jace and something else. And then I see you post after the match. Uh, you said something like, "I've never played so badly in my life," or something yeah. like that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I Made mean, I'm like, didn't I, I, matter really. I mean, still got there.
5: Exactly. So I, I feel like I really perfected the art of playing just badly enough to barely win, <laughs> uh, which has come up it, several too. times now. And I'm like, man, like I'm not playing well. I'm still just cannot lose this game, but I'm I'm <laughs> trying real hard to come very close to make it exciting. Uh, and that's kind of what I did there too.
4: That's great. Oh, man, I love that. Uh, but you actually, know, I'm not going to lose this game no matter what I do.
5: <laughs> I mean, having watched it again, I actually played better than I thought I had. Like, I was harder on myself at the time. There they I mean, certainly getting stifled there was stupid. There were a couple other plays that were that were a little loose. But, like, for instance, in game two, when I needed to, I buckled down found the right play. Um, you know, set myself up so I would have outs to draw that Parish on the critical turn and wipe his board. Um, yeah. So, like, I still think overall was fine with my play. And, you know, it's it's a stressful environment. I've been playing Magic for, you know, 24 hours now over two days and on, like, six hours sleep total. So all in all, I was actually pretty happy with kind of how I kept things held together.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's easy for people to, you know, like, from, from like, their computer and their comfort of their own home, you know, to sit there and just talk smack about, like, seeing, like, you know, plays or whatever. Uh, you know, it's much tougher. No, Nobody plays, you know, 100% all of the time.
0: Yeah, no, nobody ever catches that uh, that extra point of damage or that extra minus one minus one counter. Um, yeah, they always catch it when they're sitting at home, but they never catch they it. They never. When I at mean,
4: sometimes you know, you you just like uh, destructive force your own inter- inferno Titan off the board. You know? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that happens. I mean, <laughs> yeah,
1: and, one and time I, that did happen, didn't it? Yeah,
4: and what I say <laughs> to the people who who uh, who could, you know talk smack to me about that is like, "Fuck you." Where's your feature match?
0: Yeah, you, you know? that's right. Let's play it play under oh, the yeah. lights and tell and tell me you don't fuck up, right? Yeah, that's, never, exactly. Where's your
4: GP trophy?
1: Where yeah. is it at? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> is, it at? is it in Tom Martell's? I actually kinda ran that think line.
0: It's
5: Tom well, house. we during the finals so Kenny was I think he was a little little pissy that, you know, he was I, I actually no certain prize split before the match. Uh, <laughs> and then Sorry, what? Yeah, like he wanted to spend the money and play for the trophy. I was like, eh, fuck it, I don't know just play for it all. Um really? <laughs> which i mean i don't think he was that happy about and then like he was trying to rattle me because i i'd made a couple like minor mistakes so he started running his mouth a lot and i don't you know I, I don't know him i don't know if he's you know this is him normally if he was just trying to get my head if he was just upset but one of the lines he runs at some point was like yeah remember when we played in minneapolis yeah you were awful there too and i just like immediately fire back yeah how many protests have you topated since then kid <laughs> and he just kind of <laughs> shuts up for a second <laughs> i was like yeah all right scoreboard thanks yeah. Scoreboard.
0: Nice match, yeah. Who's got the chips? (laughs) The one line the one line that Frank did put in there from game three was it's harder for me to screw up when you don't have any cards, you said. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, Now you don't have to ask how many cards I have anymore. He (laughs) He was
5: getting very annoyed. I kept asking how many cards in hand, but eh, I mean those are it's public information and I am not gonna spend brain power remembering when I can just keep asking. So I'll just keep asking. If you're gonna get rattled by that, that is your business. Well, that's that
1: Darwin Castle. Sometimes. Darwin Castle wrote an article about you. Then <laughs> he like, did you guys see that this week? He like wrote an oh, article about how to behave at a at a tournament. Oh, I did not uh, see that actually. Yeah, he wrote an article about how to behave at a tournament, and that's that's like one of the highest things on his list of not to do is like is fucking ask how many cards I have
5: in hand. <laughs> He's so like, I, ask so it, like, he not like, ask playing it like. Don't me. I ask about four hundred times a, a, a match. I forget constantly. Yeah. Like, you don't have to ask more than once a time. If you do, you're just being an asshole.
4: I do it all the time. I do it all the time to get to get in their head. i will just like, how many cards do you have in your hand? Okay, and then I'll just, like, ponder, and then I'll be like,
5: cards? Cards in your hand? <laughs> we both do this, but you're doing it to be an asshole. I'm doing it because I'm just really, really stupid and cannot yeah. <laughs> remember a number for seconds. So, I don't know which one's worse, actually.
0: I, mean, I uh, think I I think you gotta ask. Like I'll ask often. Um, eight, so two 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 reasons to ask. One is if you legitimately need to know how many threats you're potentially playing around, which sounds like Tom is what you're doing. Um, and number two is whenever they're deep in the tank and about to do something, literally just before they're about to like move their hand and action something, you ask <laughs> how many cards in your hand. Yeah. And then they just fucking say, and then they just go land, go. Ah, oh, fuck,
1: I meant. Fucking this guy! <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. that's a fucking GP. Crush you.
0: Yeah. Oh man. So.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I go to F and M for fun. So, like, if I want to just ask someone how many cards they have in their hand, like, being an me,
1: asshole. That's fun. Is, it's fun to me.
4: <laughs> oh man, especially when it's somebody who thinks they're really good at magic. You know, I'm like, dude, this is F and M, all right. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, so Tom, tell us about uh, tell us about the after party. Like, where? What did you do? As soon as you win, you pick up your phone, you tweet, "I win," <laughs> and then what?
5: Yeah, so I mean that there actually was a bunch of stuff to do at the site. So we did the the trophy presentation, which they didn't do when I got second place at Columbus. I was a little disappointed, but to find out there's a whole ceremony thing they did, but we, it was fun. So I got my trophy, and then. We actually went back, so the, the tournament was at the Colt Stadium, uh, not at the convention center. So they, they took us back, and unfortunately the field was being torn up and worked on. But they take us back into where the ESPN films Game Day, which is yeah. overlooking the field, and do a bunch of photos back there, uh, which is pretty sweet. Uh, although it was poorly lit, which is too bad. I'd like, to like, you know, like a kind of better uh, profile picture out of it, but it was still, still works. Um, so then... I go out, meet up with a bunch of people. We go out for, for dinner and drinks. At this point, it's like 10.30 already, and most things are closing down. So we actually end up at um, the Hard Rock, Indianapolis, which is still serving drinks and food. So we get uh, some adult beverages there, and then head out. It's you know, it's like me, uh, P. Sully meets up with us, Drew Levin. Um,
0: a well-rested Drew Levin.
5: He's, he's been sleeping for like six hours at this point. He's ready to go. <laughs> um... <laughs> Trying to like marry Jacobson, you know, some other random people, go out to another bar, have some more adult beverages, uh, celebrate. I didn't bring the trophy out because I didn't want to forget it or have to carry it around. It was actually pretty heavy, but I really wanted to drink out of it, so I haven't done that yet. But, you know, just have a good night out, and then hit the airport the next morning, fly back to go to work.
0: Nice. So why don't you go to the fridge, crack a beer, and uh, pour it in that fucker right now. Have your celebratory drink with us.
5: That can be. That is, that is, I, I even have beers. It's actually sad. I've been I've been home for like four days in the last month. I don't even have beers.
6: Oh man,
4: he's a vodka water.
5: I have distilled water. Vodka? Did I hear? Did I hear vodka? I have a bottle of do like- next to my desk in my bedroom. I don't know why. Have I been drinking alone, and forgetting about it? Ooh, that's so, actually way it's worse it's than just drinking alone. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't sense. Sense. <laughs> but uh, give me one second. Let me grab the trophy. This, this this will work. We're gonna we're gonna do a little. This actually be painful. I'm gonna do like a shot that, of the trophy.
1: Hey, that's exciting. Should I you get, get you my do, my like trophy? ten shots out of the trophy? <laughs> if you want to, you can have like a nice, you know, tumbler of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, and like everybody says, you're way better on your streams when you're fucking trash too. It's actually
0: funny. I was gonna make the comment to say maybe you know you've been taking a page out of uh, Kibler's book and you've just been drinking at the computer while you've been streaming, and that's where the booze is going.
5: So the, that Kibler stream where he passes out on that was
0: <laughs> fucking amazing.
5: That's one of the that's one of the best. I mean, I still go back and watch that thing. His his whole rant about like, about Thrun being, of course, his last role because it's fucking ugly. God. If you haven't listened to that, you need to. It is classic. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. They were talking about that on uh, some other shows this week. Actually, it's it's a fairly uh, fairly common topic, I think, in the community.
4: Oh yeah, I love I love his drunken streams. They're awesome. He always says, um, "Let's be serious." Dur- during his drunken uh, <laughs> streaming, that's his favorite phrase.
5: It's like, "Oh, you're gonna play Let's that? Be ser- Let's be serious. Let's be serious, Let's be serious here. about this. Seriously." <laughs> Are you seriously playing Elite Inquisitor against my Daybreak Ranger deck? I mean, seriously? Yes. <laughs> Kibler has seriously, PV <PB> has really? <laughs> oh,
6: man, yeah.
5: How consuming. What I'm hoping is not that much more than a shot. But, uh, this is probably more than a trophy with you guys live that's awesome Woo! it is time this thing needs to come out the next I need to have a party now just so I can have any to drink around like other people but that might be weird <laughs> yeah like just like I can just
1: imagine like no one hears from you for a couple of days and then all of a sudden like <laughs> your mother discovers you just naked in your bed like like cuddling this fucking uh
5: like trophy and just rip. <laughs> like a four day bender just she finds it high out of my mind yeah that yeah, just like just
1: absolutely fuck.
0: It's very so. Catchy. How was that? How was that, Tom? Cold,
5: cold,
1: but nice. But delicious,
0: delicious. I mean, T- tasted like victory. It did.
5: It did. Victory and cheap vodka. Don't you have good stuff next? To- what is wrong? Uh, yeah, I have screwed up. I like Big beer. Bear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's awesome, ladies and gentlemen. That's a first. We just, we, inaugural... we just had the
1: inaugural. We just
0: had the inaugural victory drink from the trophy here, live for all of you. Awesome.
5: Next time, uh, I guess it Salt Lake City. Oh man, Salt Lake City won't be serving booze. I to say when I win that one, we'll do it there. But I think it's nope. probably illegal. Yeah, so it's, a, it's like a dry boy.
1: county and shit. Even. I think it's, I think I it's fine
4: work. if you just give ten percent of your. Of your your income, (laughs) of your winnings, it's fine if you just agree to take
5: three daughters home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting venue for a for a tournament. I don't know what we're gonna do afterwards when we can't go out and get like absurdly drunk on Sunday night.
0: Yeah, drive somewhere else. I
5: just have to read a good book. Yep. That seems likely to happen. you <laughs> not think- any tournaments here. Reading, good, yeah, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, most memorable moment of the entire tournament?
5: Most memorable moment, probably when my high tide. Op- okay, well, drawing the parish, I guess, in the finals, obviously, but ignoring the finals because I think that's been discussed at length here. uh Those were from the normal. It was actually my high tide opponent just like bricking, just goes off. Plays Time Spiral, draws seven cards, brainstorms, and then just, like, uh, go. I kind of look at him like, wow. <laughs> You can go. All right, I draw, I thought sees him, I take his, like, explore, leaving him with, like, six lands. I'm like, oh, this is pretty sweet. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, got lucky there. Oh, man. Nice. Well, actually, I played against, uh, with two rounds to go. Uh, I just had my first loss. And I had this, like, nightmare. I'm going to go, man, I'm going to go twelve o like, 0-4 and have this, like, disastrous tournament. Uh, I'm playing against Hivemind, and it's the last turn of the game. I have Lethal on the board. He has, like, seven mana, and I actually I extirpate his... Um, I hit him with a Sordid guy. He discards Spell Pierce. He has three unknown cards. I extirpate his Brainstorms um, with the uh, search Extraction. He reveals that his hand is Hivemind, blue-packed Progenitus. Brainstorm on top of his library. So if I hadn't done this, he would have drawn a Brainstorm, played the Hive Mind, played the Brainstorm, and Pacted it, making me copy the Pact, and having me lose to my not being able to pay for them. Mm-hmm. So thankfully, I, so I take it, and, go, and I'm sweating like half his deck kills me. Like, any one or two mana spell, any Pact, I can't be any of that stuff. And and thankfully, he bricks his um, he bricks his like 30-outer. And I
3: kill him. <laughs> uh,
1: bricks his 30-outer. Like, that guy feels just on top of the world right now. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, Rick's his 30-outer.
0: Somebody should probably go check on him and make sure that yeah. he's not on the four-day menu. Make sure
1: his mom's not finding him drunk and naked. in The, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the
5: so most uh, memorable kind of turns or magic-related incidents of the of the tournament.
0: So you did cast Intuition for three copies of Lingering Souls? Twice. Actually, I did
5: it one, uh, twice, I think. And then in the finals, I ten. did... Souls, Souls Land, because I already had two of the souls gone. But yeah. yeah. I did jumbo so drop sick. in my souls at least once. So sick. Yeah, that's pretty crazy.
6: Like when I heard that you were playing Lingering Souls, I was like, damn it, I passed
4: up on like three foiled Japanese Lingering Souls throughout the day. I was like, yeah, that's a standard card, I'm not gonna trade for those. <laughs> But now uh, it's
5: a up in value since then.
4: Yeah, they probably have. I mean if I would have scored those Japanese ones, oh man, it would have been so sick value.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so I guess so talk to us I mean you've you've had this this awesome long time experience here with a, like a nice run with the lingering Souls' card. So you've you played with it at uh Honolulu, right? On the es- in Esper Spirits yep, as Spirits. well. Esper
5: Spirits. I actually was joking in this tournament if anyone had uh Captains. Soul Captain, Soul Captain. Legacy
0: deck. So, how do you feel about standard right now? Like have you put any thought into it at all?
5: I haven't played a game since uh since the PT and yeah, because I didn't go to Baltimore, and so I didn't really worry about it. And while I'm going to Salt Lake City, it's still two weeks away, so I haven't been too focused on it. Um, I know that people were playing Cross of Gales, making our Spirits deck really bad. They may or may not have stopped doing that. Maybe it's okay again. I don't know. Um, but yeah, ever since he's playing, like, Blue-Black, and that's probably not a great matchup either. So my guess is that you need to be somewhere else. Sam actually has been playing Pristine Control on his stream a lot, which gives me some hope that we can resurrect that one and uh, and run it back. <laughs>
6: nice so if, that deck's if
1: we viable. if we can switch if we can switch to standard maybe then would is that what you think you know can make make it back like i i stopped playing that deck because i was just getting i was just going like either super mega draws because everybody's playing the blue black uh right now or i was just losing to swords because i just like wasn't drawing the one of two outs for those you know what i mean
5: Yeah, like swords are definitely an issue. You probably need to be playing more answers, but I haven't really thought about it enough to figure out exactly the best way to be positioned there. But I I I found like Sam's been playing it a lot.
1: Yeah. Do you know what he's doing against turn one Delver? Like, do you know what he's doing against like that type of like the Delver deck tempo? I found like it was really difficult to play against that because you are like a slower control deck, right? Like, you know, if they hit you with. You know, a Delver three times and then you Wrath, you know. Like, you're looking I cannot not that very I think, good.
0: I think Pristine's a good enough deck right now, and there's enough quick stuff that's happening that, you know, some number of Ratchet Bombs main deck is completely reasonable. If not more, right? So, I mean, if you can get a Ratchet Bomb down, I mean, Delver Flipping is fuck all. I mean, even at one right now, it's still really good against the zombie lists. And, uh, I mean, when the, you know, it still really punishes tokens and, you know, any of that type of strategy. So, I would look there first, personally. Um, But, I mean, you know, I'll always go to the Ratchet Bomb, so.
1: Yeah. That's your cacau.
0: Well, except that it doesn't suck balls. I still,
1: think it's, I still think it sucks balls. I, hate I still, ratchet have, bomb so I, I've, I've still never seen a ratchet bomb ever do anything ever against me <laughs> or anyone else. I just hate and that
5: card. Good. I hate having to play it. It's just such a slow piece of shit. Um, I mean, sometimes <laughs> it's very evil, but I hope not to come to that place.
0: <laughs> so, how's the Reddit going?
5: Uh, it good. I mean, I haven't really been checking it while we've been talking. Uh, it seems to have slowed down dramatically, which is kind of what I expected. Um, but yeah, we got uh, some good questions answered. Uh, the best one being, um, "Kill Mary, sex for Kimbler, LSV PV." Nice, and I mean, not a game I really spend my time thinking about with all these lovely men. But, uh, I mean, the, the obvious one there is you marry V because he's stable, he's a good provider, he can cook. <laughs> I mean, that, that one's trivial. And then Kibler v. Peavey, I think it's super. I don't know which one you want to sleep with. Kibler seems a little dangerous. Peavey's probably a lot safer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Clarify?
5: I mean, you can kind of read into that as you would like. <laughs> <laughs> Layers of danger embedded in those. Um, <laughs> yeah, so my conclusion was marry LSV, sleep with PV, kill Kibler. <laughs> and then <laughs> rule the world. Was eating my AMA. So maybe it's because of that I should have chosen to sleep with him. But is that really that much better from his perspective? I'm not sure. That makes you a gold digger, <laughs> I think. Dude. Yeah, the whole thing was just... There was no yeah. winners. No winners in this scenario. <laughs>
0: So, do those things get filtered at all? Like, I've never done any of them, but, like, are you are you obligated to answer all of them? Do people actually no. ask mostly respectable no. questions?
5: You definitely aren't obligated to answer anything. I mean, you go through and pick out what you want to answer. I answered probably 80% of the questions because I was really bored. Um, and most, or, just for the record, like, most people don't. Okay.
1: Um, like, AMAs are notoriously just, go- like, trash, because any of the interesting questions, they'll just not answer. And uh, and then all, any of the boring questions, you're like, yeah, we already know the answer to that, and also no one gives a shit. So I'm not saying that Tom did this, again, because Tom's probably the best, but I am saying that most people do that.
4: Yeah, I noticed that it was not kind of strange, like, like, a lot of people, like, uh, I was reading uh, Chapin's earlier today, and uh, it was just kind of like...
0: I got about, I think, like, a quarter of the way through it, but I had to stop after three hours.
4: Yeah, I just, like, to me it was just, like, it seemed weird because he was, like, uh, they were just asking stupid questions, like, like, what do you think of Standard? (laughs) It's like, have you ever regretted a draft pick?
1: Have you (laughs) ever regretted a draft pick?
0: Like, stupid questions. What would your invitational card be? Answer is, Jace the Mind Sculptor.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they
5: asked me if I regret a draft pick, and I couldn't come up with one that I didn't regret, so... (laughs) <laughs> it's tied for all of them like, Watch, like watch my stream watch all
1: the failed spider deck attempts.
4: Well, what would your invitational card be uh, two blue, two colorless enchantment, pay one blue put a token of Jace the Mind Sculptor in play
5: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that, that sounds like a, a cheap one I mean my my token, which card is probably to be spider spawning now right so they've already printed it I feel like I've already won an invitational <laughs>
4: With all the spiders, would just have your face on it, like
1: oh my <laughs> god, just trollies. Like how? Like like this is what happens. You're 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 an R and D, and it's like we need to make some spiders for this upcoming set. But but it's a horror set. We need to make them fucking scary. What can you do? What like how could we make spiders scarier? John Medina, boom put Tom Martel's face on them. Really?
5: <laughs> I'm right here. That's just mean. Yeah, you know. <laughs> You're
1: scary. You're scary dude. Winningest fucking legacy player of all time. That's a scary
5: fact. Isn't it? <laughs> the worst part now is, like, I can't play more legacy because, like... Could, how do
0: you beat that? You just can't weekend, there's a
5: uh, SCG in Sacramento. I was, like, two hours away. I was, like, ah, maybe I'll go. I'm, like, eh. What if I don't win? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, is, so
1: like, much yeah. Right, like you, won the basketball game once, and they're like, "Oh, retired undefeated, retired
5: undefeated." <laughs>
0: yeah,
5: yeah, that's basically where I am right now. So,
0: so have all of the Channel Fireball team slowly been working on getting their face on tokens and stuff?
5: Yes, yeah, So, Channel Fireball is producing those. So they've done the PV one. Apparently, just got finished. Um, so the Conley one, the Ocho one, and the LSVs are all out. PV's coming next. I don't know what the plan is after that, but I encourage everyone to send an email to sales at channelfirewall.com requesting your Martel tokens. <laughs> nice. Let's get, let's get a grassroots campaign going here. Um, yeah, I have no idea what it would look like either. It would probably just be a gigantic troll of me, so I, I probably regret even wanting it. But... <laughs> <laughs> so if I
4: join in this campaign, can I get a big stack of them for free?
5: Uh, yes, I will make sure that
4: happens.
0: <laughs> nice.
4: All right. Tom Marcello right.
0: it is. <laughs> yep, it's on. Well, I don't think it'll be a, a, such a tall order after your. I know, after you, you know, crush the GP. ...unreal victory this weekend. Like,
5: 12-1-2. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves.
0: Legacy huh. is supposed to be a really challenging format, yeah. Tom. Like, this is where the good players play is in Legacy.
5: Ain't no scrubs. there. I think it is the hardest format. It is the most skill-testing. And only the very, very best can, ex- can excel <laughs> it's true <laughs> <laughs> I agree I agree a hundred percent,
0: so you would take out the you would take out the tower and add a tundra
5: I'd actually so someone suggested glacial fortress, which at first I kind of thought was silly, but I thought more about it. It actually seems kind of sweet, like having a blue land that doesn't get choked is kind of insane yeah. yeah that's true
6: too. Mark still so told me to do that in my Bant deck.
5: Yeah, I like that idea a lot. So I'd probably probably do that. I think at this point, point. Uh, and you have enough blue, even have islands that like you'll come into play and tap basically all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really clever, and I'm, I'm pretty on board with that.
0: That would be like a really paradigm shifting thing to play those M10 duels in Legacy. That would be that something. That's nothing you'd
5: expect to ever see.
1: Never. And like, can well, you imagine your, like Tom Martell plays a fucking glacial fortress? And you're just like, ah, okay.
0: The worst part is, is at this exact second, John is scouring the internet to find out how many <laughs> Japanese foil glacial fortresses he can pick up oh, for yeah. ten cents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I already have a stack
4: of them.
3: The, uh,
0: <laughs>
4: <See>? <laughs> the thing is, though, you know that they played Dark Slick Shores in Legacy, right? They did that with uh-huh. the with the Dredge deck. They played four Dark Slick Shores one time. So that, that makes pop- it mean,
5: Yeah, like, Dredge, it's like a first turn deck, if you will.
3: That, yeah. yeah,
6: I can see that. Yeah, it was popular for, like, two and a half months. Wow. No. Yeah. So, Glacial Fortress doesn't surprise me much. You know, I think, I think it's a good it's a good move. I've been running more than hot in
4: my in my Bant deck. It's pretty badass.
5: Yeah, with Night of the Reliquary?
4: Yeah, Night of the Reliquary. It's just a singleton. I'm running in one of the spell slots. And uh, it's pretty sweet. I mean, i got a lot of dudes that die. And, uh, you know. And make spirits out of them.
0: Have you uh, Tom? Have you thought about academy ruins, or is it just too mana intensive?
5: So the the if I look actually, I have my notes from uh my flight as a flying Hindi like thinking about change of the deck list, and one of them is minus one vindicate, minus one, uh land minus the tower plus one uh, academy ruins plus one Engineer explosives. Yeah, and that's actually what Drew Levin played. Um, so I was definitely considering it. It's sweet, like your, your your equipment doesn't die. Right when Green White blows it up, you can bring it back and recycling an explosives is pretty sick. But the truth is, like your you're kind of especially lands like those are almost always getting wastelanded anyway, and the matches are relevant, so they're not that important. It might not be worth yeah. playing them because of that. Like that was the issue with Tower. Like Tower is sick if you can get it active against like a you know Maverick deck playing Stone Forge, but they do have four wastelands and four nights, so you know they're it's not going to be.
0: Sticking Active around. For long. Yeah, that's true. And whereas Vindicate you you just got the ultimate flexibility with it. Exactly. And with Snapcaster, that's still pretty sick.
5: We wanted, we wanted the option to build like pretty dynamic intuition piles. It's actually funny, our one intuition warped like ten deck building decisions? Just because we're like, oh well, we have an intuition. So we use that to justify everything we did that was probably like loose. <laughs> later <laughs> later.
3: <laughs>
5: we talked about only really wanting two force of wills, but like, oh yeah, we have intuition, we should have three. Okay. Or, man, okay. vindicate's kind of bad, but we can intuition for vindicate snapcaster snapcaster. Oh, okay, sure.
3: <laughs> oh my god. So.
5: <laughs> Shout out to Chris
3: Lansdowne. Yeah, <laughs> be-
5: the snapcasters basically justified a lot of, of, of cute, if you will, uh, intuition theoretical piles.
0: Well, and I mean, snapcaster intuition unto itself is still a thing
5: yeah I mean you one of my can, matches you know, I should have done that. Cool. I went and got three lingering souls. What I actually should have gotten was three swords to Plowshares, sorted my opponents one guy and then fla- then snapcaster and gotten the lingering souls once the coast was clear
3: yeah mm.
5: So it should have come up it, it almost came up in one of my matches
0: uh, how was zealous persecution? Any matches where it really came in handy or what
5: So I didn't play Maverick a single time during the Swiss. I played mm-hmm. Rug delver like five or six times um And it's really only good against Belcher because they have Empties and Maverick. But it's insane against Maverick. So I was very happy I had it during the top eight. Uh, I only cast it once against Dan Jordan. I got a Noble Hierarch and a second guy. I can't remember (laughs) what the other guy. I think maybe it was like a Mother and a Noble. But it was obviously a blowout. Sick.
4: Yeah, that's pretty insane. Against the,
5: uh, the Rug deck,
4: they run Spell Snare, so it's
5: not so great, right? It's also like it's so situational. Like you have to have it before their Delver flips, before they hit mm-hmm. threshold. You know, if you draw it on turn like seven or eight, it's like just a dead card.
3: Yeah.
5: Um. So I just, I, I don't want it or Dark Blast in that matchup. They're both just way too situational. I want you know just par- more parishes. Um. But against the Maverick deck, like being able to kill Mother runes is so huge, even yeah. when it's active.
6: Yeah. Yeah. That, that that lady is a bitch.
5: Yes. Very much so. Yeah.
0: Nice. Yeah, that's a sick deck, man. That's it's really exciting stuff. It's it's really, really nice to watch. Like and like that was no thin top eight. Like, there is a lot of legacy pedigree contained within that top eight. Oh shit,
5: so also I mean just general magic pedigree. I mean like Dan Jordan's very good, Pascal's very good, you know, your chick's a master. Like there were a lot of very good you know, Caleb's excellent, especially Legacy. There's a lot yeah. of, you know, just proven magic players in that top eight. I'm um, Pretty excited to, you know, have been able to, to make it out of there with, uh, with a title because it was certainly a, a great a great field.
0: Yeah. Uh, your two draws were intentional or one yeah. and one?
5: Both intentional.
6: Nice.
5: Yeah, so I went 12-0, lost, one, and then went draw, draw. Is that the right <laughs> nice. number of rounds? Or did I go 11-0, lost, whatever it was. Yeah, so they were both, the like to do the last two rounds. So it was, it was locking it up and relaxing a bit, which was nice. Unlike last time in Columbus, where I had to, like, win out for three straight rounds and sweat some feature matches. Holy fuck. Okay.
1: I'm sorry to take away from the Tom Martell spotlight. <laughs> I have mad love for you. But holy fuck, is that ever annoying? I played Tom Martell. You don't know this. So I'll just let you know a little secret. I played in the biggest, probably, probably biggest tournament of my life on Saturday. <laughs> I had to, I mean, like, the TCG player. I mean, I have two TCG player points. I just want to make sure that you know that. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, that was a big tournament. But I played in, like, the the Canadian Magic Tour. You know, I'm just slowly getting up there, okay? I'm the limited champion, and I also, you know, you inspired (laughs) me. I want to be the constructed champion. So, but, like, I went 0-1. No, what happened? I drew my first game. (laughs) Yeah. And then I lost my second match. And then I just had to win out to make top eight. And somehow I fucking went, like, five zero and did that. And, man, is that, like, tiring. Like, I was literally tired for,
5: like, two days after that. <laughs> I mean, having her back to the wall every round is <laughs> takes like, a like, toll on you, which yeah. I can certainly relate to. So you
4: top-8 at the Canadian Magic Tour?
5: Yeah. Mm.
4: Wow.
1: Like, That's amazing, Jay. I know. I was Get- so proud. Nobody even tweeted me. Congratulations. I didn't even I, see I, it. I
4: I didn't even see it. I was I was trading, and then I was eating.
0: To dinner basically,
1: with... was a horde of notions.
0: Have... Oh, wait, wait, oh. hold on, hold on. We have a Canadian magic tour.
1: Ooh,
6: <laughs> yeah. No. Bad beats. Yeah. So I didn't even play in the GP. I did not play in the GP, but I did get in the coverage.
0: What? <laughs> yeah, we. I saw that.
4: Did you see that?
6: I did. Yeah, I got in the coverage because
4: my EDH deck. On the back of every sleeve, there's a skate zombie, a beta skate zombie.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah. And I was uh, I was killing people with my EDH there. So I was, like, EDH champion of GP Indie. <laughs> and I, I didn't get a trophy, but uh, I did get the feel goods, you know?
6: Yeah.
3: The feel
1: goods. It's <laughs> the same thing, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever, basically. I uh,
4: y- You guys might know uh, Alex Hayne. He was playing in the GP.
1: Never heard of him.
4: Okay, so anyways, he's a Canadian. Uh, he's a Canadian magic uh, grinder, um, and so he comes over like, and he's like, Medina, how's it going? I'm like, dude, come here, check this out. So I'm in the middle of this EDH game, and I'm trading while I'm playing the EDH game. So like, I have this guy's binder, and, and yeah, so I'm trading, and every time like I have nothing on the board, I have like a land tax which is not triggering, and I have like a um, a random like two two, and then like a uh, a freaking. Uh, deed, pernicious deed, right? And so everyone is ignoring me, and they're massing these armies. Okay, and uh, and then that's when Alex comes up. I'm like, dude, Alex, come here, check this out. I'm about to scumbag this chick, and he's like, what do you mean scumbagger? I'm like, dude, I'm gonna try to get her to tap out so that I could tooth and nail next turn because she has like all islands, like Mono Island. She's like a blue green deck, so like he comes over to watch, and I and I'm like. I'm like looking at her lands, and I'm like, "Oh, you got a lot tap there." She's like, "Yeah, I can. I got so much stuff I can do." And I'm like, yeah you might as well get the use out of those guys right now because I'm going to blow those guys up because she had a cradle in play." And I'm like, "I'm going to blow those guys up with a deed, so you're not going to be able to use that mana." So she's like, "Oh yeah, I should use this now." So she taps out. What a and- scumbag! <laughs> she taps out and like does something. I don't remember what. I don't know what she was doing, because I was going to deed if she didn't tap out anyways. So, like, why are you putting more permanents on the board? I don't know. So, anyways, she taps out except for for one island. And then I'm just like, alright, so I untap. Everyone else has tapped out. They have, like, armies on the board and stuff. I untap, and I'm just like, "Uh, tooth and nail, entwined. And then she's like, damn it, she's going to get Triskillian and... uh... and uh freaking michaeus and i'm like yep just killing michaeus kill you all <laughs> and then i'm like all right so i need to finish this trade <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a
4: scum game. oh man alex was busting up yeah it was kind of scummy but you know it's awesome how do you
5: scum time. someone in edh game isn't that just like against the principles of edh Yes, <laughs> <you know>?
3: <laughs> it <laughs> I
4: is i don't actually follow those principles because it's just like what I can't, I just can't do it. Like, what are the principles? Like, I'm not supposed to. Like, here's an example. I was playing another EDH game with this guy, who was playing Mono Black. So the guy's playing Mono Black, and uh, he turned. he starts with a turn one ley line or turn zero ley line, which I can't beat because I'm playing a zombie deck that like dumps all my dudes. And so I'm just like, well, good game. And uh, he ends up just rolling us in like five turns. So the guy, aside from me, and he's like, real cool deck, man. And he's, like, lecturing the guy, and I'm just like, ah, I, like, I was totally happy with getting killed like that, because it's like, I understand, you want to win the game. Like, I want to win the game, too. If I could roll you, I would do it, you know? So, like, I don't get the principles of this, like, don't win the game and handicap yourself. I don't, I don't know.
1: It's because it's supposed to be casual. It's not supposed to be, like, you're supposed to play EDH just to have fun and dink around, is, the, is how it was explained to me, anyway. You're well, not I was- supposed to be playing it to, like, Absolutely crush someone and then handshake them. Yeah, I got
5: banned by all the EDH players on Moto for playing like an unfun deck. Yeah, but
1: like these are the and, same and people. These, these are the life. same people that play like Death Cloud and Land Destruction, and they're like, "Yeah, that's fun." So, just your way of having fun is bad, but my way is not. And you're like, "Whatever." Fuck. Wait,
4: I want to hear about. I want to hear about Tom Martel's unfun EDH deck. What was it?
5: Oh, just the um, Asusa, Zusa, whatever the hell her name is. And Emrakul yeah. and ways to bounce Emrakul and put it back into play every turn. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that was sweet. I mean, it went off by, like, turn five every game, and it took infinite turns, and everyone, like, would force quit. But, you know, I enjoyed it. <laughs> but it was fun for you.
4: <laughs> Why? I don't understand. Why don't they just run an Armageddon or something?
5: There seems like there's a lot of ways around this problem, but... No, no, no.
4: And that's that's how I am. Like I when I'm playing an EDH, my buddy, like we were all like real competitive for a while. It like competitive EDH. So he built like a Mimeoplasm deck with like a Bazaar Baghdad and like freaking uh her, her, what is it? Hermit Druid. And like I was like, Alright, that's fine. I'm just gonna run a trinket mage and like and like freaking Termod's Crypt and Bajuku Bog and like, you know, a relic of Progenitus and you know Enlightened Tutor to get all that stuff, and I'm just like, all right, you want to play a Graveyard deck? I'll just put in Graveyard hate, you know. So it's pretty, you know. If there's if someone's like playing Azusa, I'm just gonna run like a bunch of blow up your lands uh, effects.
5: Yeah, I mean, when you're playing with every Magic card in history, there's has to be a lot of answers whatever people are trying to do if you just you know care enough.
4: Yeah, I think I think a lot of the EDH players they just don't want to uh,
6: put the time into building their deck. You know what I mean? So. I don't know. I don't follow those rules. So if you play EDH with me, listeners,
4: expect Fucking me to throw down.
5: Be ready. I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> so, Speaking of throwing down, by the way, has anyone noticed the uh, the slap bet currently in progress on Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Medina,
6: any
4: uh, attempts? To I get think in. I, I think I heard a little bit about that.
5: <laughs> What's nice this? Try. Nice try to get to. the... You're not going to beat me on this one. <laughs>
4: Wait, you are you are supporting uh, Mary Jacobson? Yeah, I, I want it okay.
0: too bad. Hold on, time I, out. For those of us playing along at home that don't know what the fuck is going on, you want to rewind back to the beginning and start us in here? Hey,
4: Scott, untie your yeah. panties for a second. Right? <laughs> well, no, I just <laughs> we'll want to...
0: This is such a sick story, I want more background before you carry on. I feel all like I'm right. missing out.
5: I, I get Skyped into some like, random conversation by Lauren Lee two weeks ago, I want to say where she's on Skype with with Mary and Massioli. Uh please die thanks or is it probably some die, people die think please Dippel thanks. Sticks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like Dipple sticks, yeah. yeah. That's what I call them. Right. Okay, well die please thanks, which is clearly what he's saying even though people like like uh, Megan Holler are too innocent to understand this. Um
3: is, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like sticks. It's Dipple sticks.
5: All right, fine. Dipple sticks. So Dick <laughs> sticks and Makeup center have just made this bet where at the end of GP Nashville, uh, they bet, like, 20 bucks. The winner pays... Whoever has more Twitter followers pays, gets 20 bucks than the other person. Oh. Except Mary's starting down by over 300 people.
4: I didn't it's know like about six, this, by six, the way.
5: 675 to, like, 350 So I go immediately... I, as soon as I hear about this, I go on Twitter and post, you know, everyone should be following Mary Jacobson, who just top aided the GP, blah, blah, blah. By this time, the, the next stuff. day, she has more followers. Like, literally less than 14 hours later, or, like... T- it's was, it was something like, like 15 hours later, she's beating him. And they up the stakes. Now, the, if, if the winner wins by 150 or more, they get to slap the loser three times.
0: Oh, Jesus.
5: That's a big this game. Isn't, this isn't objectifying women at all, either. By the
1: way. <laughs> Just for all the white nighters out there.
3: Just this, FYI.
5: This slap the shit
1: yeah, out of women. If, women and if she loses, definitely he's going to slap her as hard as he possibly can, and there'll be no backlash. I, I can equality. see that
3: happening. Gender
5: equality. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but that, that's a, never, that's never ever, ever in the going myth. to this. Chris just really stupid um, so yeah so Mary makes a bet with, with him I then you know push it further and it was, at some point during this time like Medina decides he wants to jump in on Chris's side because the poor guy is getting just destroyed and what do you, you, you offer like what is it like a, snap a snapcaster and a mage. randomly I'm the,
4: yeah I'm offering a snapcaster mage for people who follow Chris and retweet my tweet <laughs> What
1: happens if they follow both?
4: It's it's fine. It's fine. They can follow both. What I'm also going to do is I'm going to have to up the ante here for this weekend because he's at 766 and she's like at a thousand. And I've already I've already got a horse in the race now. I mean, I didn't know that. I thought he was like I thought he was always the underdog. OK, I didn't know that she was the underdog.
2: <laughs> yeah, she was way lower. So,
4: yeah. So when I get jumped... two extra number. Yeah, see, see, I didn't know that. So when I jumped in, I'm like, oh, man, I'm rooting for the underdog. We're doing this. <laughs> and then she was like, yeah, did you know I was like 300 under? And I'm like, well, already offered a Snapcaster Mage, so we're going all the way.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the loss so, is
5: come over to the good guys. Get Chris slapped. Everyone wins. Oh, man. I don't know. I think
4: that if, uh, if, Chris, if Chris doesn't get slapped, then I get to get a couple articles out of Chris. That's that's my that's my my. But what if instead,
5: I'll give you. Uh, we can give you like the, uh, the 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 premiere screening of the video, slap video. Ooh. Oh. Like, we have we have things to discuss here. We have negotiating <laughs> leverage. These slaps, keep in mind, are not happening all at once.
3: Oh, I get god. one of them
5: as as the role of of promoter. I have been bequeathed one slap should Mary win. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm not going to be in Nashville. Wow! <laughs> this I was one's going gonna... to sit. And he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna know in the back of his mind that at some point he's going to get the shit slapped out of him. <laughs> They're just going to be coming. Oh, man. Like- so
0: I've never actually witnessed like two human beings in real life actually be under these slap bet circumstances of the impending doom. We've all clearly seen it happen on How I Met Your Mother, which is, I think, where slap bet started. Well, this where I started to hear about them, and I mean, you see you know the Neil Patrick Harris's character basically wet himself every time a hand is raised above the shoulder, and like I can only imagine the dread and and fear that's gotta permeate through this Chris character whenever he kind of hears rumor that you might be coming by like hmm. yeah, it's gonna be. I, I really
5: enjoy I, this. And I, I'm not a violent person. I, I actually don't think I've ever slapped someone. I have been slapped once. It was kind of hilarious. But I don't think this is going to be a hilarious moment of slappage for for, for Chris. So we shall well, see. I,
4: I was going to try to rally uh, at the end of the week here for him because I wanted to uh, to get, you know, To get him to to at least not get slapped, but
5: but who wins then? There's no winner if no one gets slapped. Then the 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 public at large is is missing out on the joy of a of a slap (laughs) bet being consummated.
4: Wow, you you make you make some good points here. You do. (laughs) I think I think the other thing is I want people to know that I can forgive Chris for being a troll to me for so long. You know. So it's just I, I
5: respect that. You've been you've certainly been the bigger man. Which, granted, with diplo sticks, is not saying that much, but in that that pair.
4: But I think I think now we just bury him. I don't
5: know. I guess I guess I, I've done my part. I- All <laughs> I'm asking, I'm just asking Pontius Pilate, just wash your hands. Let Fate play out the way it shall. Oh man. Uh, i seen your
4: comment when i when i started promoting it <laughs> you're like what, what did you say something like uh how low is this gonna go or <laughs>
5: yeah it was it, i can't remember yeah, i don't even remember it was it was more to shock i couldn't believe that like someone especially you of all people anyone was rallying to the defense because the first day and a half was just like so easy yeah. I had so many people messaged me saying, okay, not only will we follow Mary, we're gonna unfollow Chris. I'm like, geez, this is this is gonna be a joke. He might oh, end up with man. like ten followers at the end of this.
4: <laughs> Drew Levin did that to me one time. He's like unfollow Medina Thursday. <laughs> and I lost like a hundred followers because of that shit. <laughs> oh, Fucking
6: Drew Levin.
5: He's still uh, awesome. Well. Yeah, Drew Levin is uh he's a character. <laughs>
4: He was just joking, guys. Don't unfollow me because Drew Levin said he, he, he was just joking.
5: It's not real. <laughs> I'm sure that's true. Drew Levin never meant it. Never.
4: So, uh, so yeah, I, I seven seven sixty six to man, she's she's really kicking his ass. She's got like a thousand, what a thousand eighty or something like that now.
5: Something like that, yeah. Well, to be fair, like, right after I won the GP, I said if anyone wants to help me celebrate winning the GP, follow follow Mary Jacobson and unfollow Chris. So mm-hmm. I got a pile Hold on a little bit more, maybe than is necessary.
4: If I want him to win, I have to compete with the GP winner, and I think the only way to do that is to uh, is to put like a Tarmogoyf on the line or something.
5: You're gonna have to bribe people a lot. Yeah, and I just hope I hope if you do something like that to give it out to her. the best part of all this was when Mary followed Chris and retweeted your thing to be the random winner for the. I was praying she'd be the random winner. <laughs> of the after. It'd just be so good.
4: Oh man, yeah, I'm gonna pick that winner. Uh, I'm gonna pick the winner of the Snapcaster at, at, after Nashville, so I'll be be doing that. Maybe I should make it a foil Snapcaster.
5: If you want to keep bobbing the Andy, we can see what happens. You're in a big hole though, and there's not that much time left.
4: Yeah, I think I, I think I just cut
6: my losses and uh, come over to the to the good guy side. I like it. Yeah, I think so. Sorry, Chris. Uh, you know. So
5: everyone's trying to hear now. Even this, this will probably air. This is definitely gonna air right after the GP. So the results will begin and they'll be final. So this will be in retrospect, but maybe we can do a little publicity campaign this, this weekend on the same side to really, I want yeah. her to 2X them. I think it would be so hilarious.
4: So she only needs another 400 and something, right?
5: Yeah. That can't be that hard to get.
4: Oh no. <laughs> All right. So I'm still giving these people a stampcaster who already, who already put their thing in, but I think I'm going to put something else on the line bigger. Oh, for Mary, man. yeah, for Mary Jane. Chris
6: Jacobson. is gonna be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs>
4: this is so good. I actually just don't care about Snapcaster <laughs>
5: them.
3: <laughs> oh
6: man,
5: yeah. Put some like signed foil thrun, signed by me. That should be the prize. I have a
4: foil thrun. I'll definitely do it if you'll sign it.
5: I yeah, I'll I will I'll alter the art even. I'll go so far as to do that. We'll be a a signed altered thrun. Sign altered foil.
6: Wow. wow. I better
5: fucking win that.
6: That's better than Snapcaster Mage, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So all I have to do is unfollow Die Please Thanks and then follow Mary Jacobson for a chance to and win retweet it. that tweet.
6: You're gonna retweet this tweet, yeah.
0: Wow. That's it. Yeah, that's it.
6: Cause we want we we want Mary Jacobson to two X to two X Chris. That's what we're going for. Oh, we can get how there. about this. How about this?
4: Okay, so I'm going to offer this to run, right? You're going to sign in and stuff. If she 2X's him, I pick another winner for something else. How Ooh. do you know
1: if they unfollow her or unfollow die, please? Thanks or not?
4: Because the winner, we go and check who they're following.
1: No, but I mean, like, how do you know if I unfollowed him or if I just never followed him?
5: That so is the- fine. As long as you're just not following him, that's all that yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the math. If you aren't followed fuck eligible, <laughs> anyone's guy. eligible. You don't, you don't have to buy. To play. I also like. Play.
4: I have a random dual land in my binder right now. I wonder oh. what that is. Let's see. Let's see what, what which dual land I
0: have. the stake. Volcanic
4: Island. This is my personal yeah. binder that I was just trading for funsies for EVH stuff. I have a Taiga
6: in my binder. Mm. Yeah, it's Taiga. I could I could throw a Taiga down. I don't know if people really That's want. That's big land. Game. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. What do people want? We'll figure it out. If, if she two xs him,
4: I'll, I'll throw something else on line besides the foil through. We'll do some
5: brainstorming on Twitter. Maybe we yeah. can we can ask people what do they want. So we can see what yeah, they
4: yeah. say. Yeah, we'll ask them what they want.
5: Yeah. Wow, man, you guys are just engineering the shit out of this. It's going to be a landslide.
0: <laughs> so, gentlemen, is there, uh, is there anything else that we want to uh, bring up to to Tom and get his opinion on? Uh, we're we're getting deep into the show.
1: What do you think of Delver? Standard decks. I need a standard deck to play. Also, what do you think of this horrible fucking zombie deck?
5: I think the zombie deck's not horrible, unless you're talking about Sam's Legacy one, at which point it's embarrassing. <laughs> one, I mean, I don't know what the exact list looks like right now, but as of, I played against it twice in Honolulu, and I really thought it looked sweet. Um, yes, I don't have no idea how its matchups are, but if I was going to build any deck to kind of uh, dirtle around with on Magic Online, I'd build that one. Really? Uh. <laughs> that way.
1: Like I had it built, and, and I got excited. About, well, not excited about it, but I kind of got excited about it because there's lots of people playing it here, and I wanted to like mirror tech edge them. Uh, but it just didn't like. I find with that deck, if you draw the good half of your deck, then you just can't lose, and you just crush them. And if you just draw the other half of your deck, then you just f- are playing dire graph ghouls. I
5: was and, wondering like, which half is which. Okay, so the bad half is dire graph ghoul. Yeah, like, you're, like, you're, like, like
1: last night in a, in a mox tournament, I played, and I had, like, my opening hand was, like, two lands, three diagraph ghouls, and, like, a mortar pod. And I was, like, yeah, all right. like, I can keep this, whatever, that's fine. And then I just didn't draw anything but diagraph ghouls and, like, fume spitters after that, and, like, land. And you're just, like, uh, I'm, like, okay, these go-for-the-throats are pretty sweet. Except for he just played lingering
5: souls. Yeah, you know I mean? lingering just, souls deck's probably not so exciting.
1: Yeah, like and like the ramp deck really owns you too, unless you get an obliterator before the end. Like and they don't remove it; otherwise, like you just end up sitting there like watching Diagraph ghouls. But if you draw like images and messengers and grave crawlers, which happens about half the time, then your deck looks really amazing.
5: Yeah, I can see that being—it certainly is high variance. Like the, the card, like the power level of the cards is in, in the deck is not consistent. Yeah, um, more so than other standard decks.
1: I'm just not a fan of decks that do that. Like since I, you know, have started playing, like being forced to play like Delver and since you started top eating
5: like
4: Canadian Canadian Magic tournaments, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean,
1: I mean, I'm not—it's not like Legacy or anything. Uh, yeah, we had we had eight people show up for our Legacy event. The, on the Sunday, but, you know, whatever.
6: <laughs> Big wow. legacy
1: support here in Calgary, you know.
2: They overestimated.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah.
4: So I made my tweet of allegiance. Um, tweet of
1: allegiance.
0: Tweet of
4: allegiance. Yeah, it's, it's out there.
6: Uh, it's ready to rock. And, uh, yeah, so. Sick. Oh, All right, man, this is gonna have headline. no followers. Oh, no.
4: <laughs> yeah. So, um, I hate to leave you guys in the lurch here, but I think I got to go soon because, what? Uh,
6: yeah, so, uh,
1: Wake up, John Medina. <laughs>
4: <What>? <laughs> um so you don't have to end the show, but I, I
2: probably could, uh,
0: well, I, I think we're almost at the point where we got to go to shout outs anyway. Like, we're into, we're getting really close.
2: John, I just want to ask you really quick how happy was Mark's son to Top 64? Uh,
4: Markson was super happy. He came up to me with his little Asian impish grin. And he's like, he's like, Medina, he's like, got my first pro point. And he hit me in the arm. He gave me a little Asian slug. Oh, he arm.
1: gave me the slug. Yeah. He's oh.
4: like, Boom. Got my first pro point. I'm like, dude, congratulations. man! I gave him a big hug. And then, uh, then we went and ate Fogo to Chow. And it was awesome.
2: Okay.
4: Yeah. So we're um, happy for that guy. Yeah. I actually got to spend a lot of time with... Uh, not a lot, but I hung out with Alex, and
6: I hung out with um, Pascal. So that was pretty cool. Sweet. Yeah. But uh, but that was fun, man. Uh, hung out there. Oh, I played Alex. I played Alex in seven games of Legacy. Oh.
4: Did
2: I tell you about this? No, no, no. I, I saw a t- picture of it. Did he, he tell you tell about me. it?
4: Okay, no. okay. So he comes up to me while I'm in the middle of a trade for like two japanese like uh freaking uh cradles uh two japanese gayest cradles and these things are like impossible to find in general so like i'm all focusing on these gayest cradles and trying to get the, the deal of a lifetime or whatever and um he's like hey um we should run it back we should do this thing i want to battle you blah blah and i'm just like "Yeah, yeah yeah whatever dude i'm like we'll battle and he's like He's like, I gotta do it now, or like this, this and that. So finally, I'm just like, okay, let's do this. So we start playing. He's like, all right, seven games, and he's like, you can pick whatever deck you want. And I'm like, what? okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, so we, I didn't have a deck. I didn't have a legacy deck because I didn't play. I just can't trade. Didn't
2: it. you tell us about this last week? No, this he talked about the previous. How time. could I have told you oh, about the this last Oh, the previous time. Week?
1: So you yeah. did this again. You you decided to do this again. Yeah. So. So we
4: start playing, and uh, I just picked the deck. It turned out to be uh, Maverick. It turned out to be uh, Pascal's deck. So I start playing it, and then in the third game, right, he's already three up, okay? He's already three up. He's crushed me three times. And he goes, yeah, so I'm going to get that money back. (laughs) And I'm like, what money? He's like, dude, we're we're running it back. I'm going to get the money back if I beat you again, best of seven. And I'm like, wait a second, the first time was you, I wouldn't beat you once in seven games. (laughs) And I'm like, and now it's like best of seven? Like, I didn't agree to any of this. I want my own legacy deck if I'm going to do this. He's like, no, Medina, you agreed. And I'm like, yeah, I agreed to like playing you. So anyways, I beat him two times, so it's two to three, and then he gets me a fourth time, and I have to give him $10. (laughs) So... I told him, hey, man, I told you I was 100% better, because I told him I was 100% better at Legacy, right? So I was 100% better, because I beat him two times instead of one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, And what was sad is he almost, he was running a Storm deck. He almost beat me
6: through a Gaddictig and a Thalia and a freaking uh, Stony Silence. Wow. He almost beat me through all those three pieces of hate. And, uh, yeah, I was pretty impressed. But he didn't. So, hallelujah.
4: <laughs> oh, man. Tom, I will buy your slap for a lot of money.
5: <laughs> hey, I've got a lot of offers. This is in demand.
4: The slap is in demand, huh?
5: What's what's the slap value? That, what do you value your slap at? It's going to be hard to put a price on happiness.
1: Because, I mean, like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Because it's like, I mean, it's, it's, it's a slap, but then at the same time, it's your slap, and you've admitted that you've never slapped someone, and then you're not a violent person. So does that decrease the value of, of your no, slap? No, I'm, I'm really
5: looking at it more as a, it's not really looking at it as a slap, but more of an experience. It's a holistic experience. Ah, uh, like Hedo. Yeah,
4: if I had to put a price on it, I would say about
5: $500. i would be hard-pressed to not sell it for 500 because someone willing to pay that much is going to get a lot more slapping out of it than I will.
1: Yeah. That seems low yeah. to me. I think that you should hold out, Tom Martel.
4: I think if someone gave you a playset of underground seas, you would ship your slap.
1: Like like four and of
3: course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh
6: man. So uh yeah, I guess this this guy, Chris Massioli,
4: uh he's he's fostered a lot of ill will, you know? So uh so he's he's got a lot of people gunning for him and wanting him to get slapped.
5: So, yeah, he I mean, is in trouble here. His back is to the wall.
4: Yeah, I feel bad kicking him in the in the teeth when he's down, but uh, <laughs> you know.
6: <laughs> oh man.
2: So, anyways, did you have another question, Kyt, or was that it? That was that Your just your your weekend with the guys.
6: Oh yeah,
4: my weekend was awesome. I I didn't I didn't play in the lake in the GP. I found out that the GP was actually like forty bucks. Is that true? probably? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't actually go, like, I didn't go to play because I had a meeting in the morning, but man, I wouldn't even want to play with, for $40, holy smokes. So, uh, so yeah, I just, uh, I went up there with my EDH decks and my trade binders and I did a lot of trading. I traded with a, with a Saito. Whoa. And, and yeah, it was funny because I was looking for him on Saturday, so I sent him a text and I'm like, where are you? You know, question mark. And I heard that he was like, Out of the venue because they were like, oh, yeah, he's got kicked out or something. And I'm like, oh, crap, like Saito got kicked out. So I wasn't expecting to see him. And on Sunday, I was just sitting there, like uh, sorting out my trade binder. And then I hear him say, Senor Medina. (laughs) 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 And then I look up and it's Saito. I'm like, oh, hallelujah. Because he has all the Japanese foils ever, you know? So, uh, So yeah, I sat down with him for like two and a half hours. And that pretty much made my trip like. I walked out of there with a stack of like, I don't know, like $900 in Japanese foils.
6: Nice. Sweet. And
4: uh, yeah, so so my weekend was awesome. I, I did the trade with Saito. I crushed some people in my zombie deck. Um, you know, I got a lot of EDH in and, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a good weekend. I got to hang out with the, with the Canadians. Uh, I got to hang out with the Troll and Toad guys, which are pretty cool guys, um, you know. Uh, well, I guess they're not trolling toad guys anymore. They're just game guys. So I got to hang out with the just game guys. And uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Sweet. <laughs> I knew I could never trust the value trader, Chris Yeah, Vendetta I just says. thought that, that's an awesome <laughs> tweet. <laughs> oh,
0: man. All right. So do we want to go to shout outs then, gents? Sure. I'm good with that. Lead the way. Lead the way. Shout out to you, Tom, for joining us this week. Absolutely awesome! Um, we're really, really pleased to know that your first stop uh, is back home here with us at the 18. After uh, you know, winning a wonderful, wonderful event. So uh, thank you very much for coming back. You're always welcome. And uh, don't forget, guys, to check out uh, Tom's stream whenever it goes live at Twitch.tv/semi sober. Uh, we noticed that you've changed your Twitter handle back to or to Tom underscore Martel. Are you? going to change your stream feed, too?
5: Most likely. uh, I need to see... I actually emailed them to ask them about if that's even possible or I need to do, because I don't want to lose all my followers. Uh, People have already favorited the stream, but, yeah, it's kind of in progress of the... As I I approach 30, I figure it's time to rebrand and become (laughs) less publicly semi-sober. Still just as semi-sober as ever, just not quite as publicly semi-sober. Gotcha.
0: All right. Um, I want to, uh, I want to shout out to, who do I have to shout outs? I got some shout outs for the ladies. this Um, I've got a, uh, shout out to revised angel. Uh, her 20 tweets column on legitmtg.com is always a uh, fun and a good way to recap any of the major Twitter issues that have been going on. So check those out. Um, also, I want to shout out to Nina cardboard, Witch on Twitter, uh, she's been, uh, just awesome this week. And, i really just uh want to give her a well deserved shout out. And looks like I'm maybe recording a Damia cast with a few awesome Commander podcast folks that you all know and love, like Carlos and Jack, and uh Amanda as well from Redcast Winds. So shout out to uh to those people. And then I think after that uh, shout out to everybody that it sounds like I'm going to see at GP Columbus.
3: Oh, Ooh, shit. Yeah.
0: It's be sick. So we'll, we'll talk about that uh, at a future time. But, uh, yeah, I think that's it for me. Uh, Tom, what do you got? Oh, shout out to Mary Jacobson and may she double uh, Chris Masioli.
5: <laughs> uh, I'll lead off with echoing that shout out to, uh, to Mary for bringing such joy to my life. Uh, for dreaming about slapping Chris, it's going to be a pleasure. Uh, a shout out to Chris for being a good sport and bad at life for giving us such great joy. Um, <laughs> yeah, he actually is a good guy, but I will still enjoy slapping him. Um, a shout out to everyone who congratulated me and you know rooted me on at the GP. Thank you so much. Uh, it was really you know it was an incredible experience uh, to be there playing it, and then you know just as amazing to kind of read. Everyone's tweets and messages afterwards, so I really do appreciate that uh it makes you know it makes playing the game for me like a lot more fun, knowing that you know there's so many people out there that that uh give a shit you know that I'm doing well um <laughs> shout out to you guys, thank you again for having me back on i'm a I'm still a little i feel jet lagged almost from uh from all the travel but I, I hopefully I was still you know maybe as close as entertaining as I usually am um but yeah, I love talking to you guys and coming on the show it's really a blast, and so I definitely appreciate that. I'm forgetting a uh, shout out to my mom who may listen to this. Hopefully won't. Um, also, spent, if your mom is listening, please go check on Tom.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just she spent the two
4: days,
5: she Monday and Tuesday, just like messaging me, I aming me like quotes from the commentator saying, what does this mean? Cause she kept like, she had my finals matches on like repeat. <laughs> so
3: I can just awesome. imagine
5: like, <laughs> like,
1: What's a Dirty Sanchez? Oh, God. What's the show? <laughs> <Yeah. sugar?
5: laughs> Stop it, Jay. Stop I said, it. The <laughs> I was on here. God, we had some, we talk about Eiffel Towering? We talked about something. She asked me, what yeah. that mean? <laughs> she, said, oh, she listened to it, and then she asked me, what is an Eiffel Tower? Oh, <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about this. It's a
4: monument.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a
5: awesome. yeah. We're talking about cheerleading, Mom.
1: Not the gay kind. <laughs>
4: so. Not the pejorative sense.
1: Yeah. on the board
5: of sins, but we were, it was just that's it. just just leave it alone, Mom. Just get out of my room, <laughs> but uh, let's see shout out to uh Mr. Medina for coming across the good guys and backing the Jacobson train way to get with the winners ooh, ooh. <laughs> and um yeah sh- uh finally, shout out to my boy Sam Black for convincing me to play the deck in the g p uh by convincing me mentioning that he was playing it. It did not really take a lot of strong arming but <laughs> Wouldn't have gotten there without him, so that will, I think, do it for me. Yeah. That's mine.
1: Alright. Jay? Alright, I guess I'll do mine. That's fine. Uh, so I didn't get to talk about it very much because, you know, Tom Martell is just like a mic hog, but um, shout out <laughs> to everybody that I played at the CMT. Um, there are some good players there. Um, The thing with the CMT that sucked the most is the first four rounds, like, when you go to a tournament with all your friends, I don't know if this is different for Tom, because, like, your friends are all just pro players. So I guess it doesn't matter, but when you're not a pro player and you go to like a tournament with like four or five friends and there's like 80 people there, you just don't want to go like mono friend matches in the first five. That's really shitty. So shout out to everybody that I went to the CMT with and then helped me play test, uh, Rob Ince and Lawrence and the two Asian Dannys, uh, and Austin, <laughs> Austin, <laughs> Austin, uh, who drove us around our chauffeur. Uh, who scrubbed out. Um, Shout out to my winning in feature match player, Jason Jorgensen, who I, like, thought was just, like, a total fucking asshole before we played. Not because I know anything about this guy whatsoever, but because other people told me that he was an Edmonton guy, and those guys are assholes, and I was like, ah, I'm gonna have to play a winning in match against a good player who's an asshole. Great. But he actually ended up being, like, just really awesome, and I had to dream crush him. And uh, I really didn't feel good about dream crushing him. But then I got to the top eight and I was like, yeah, it's Uh shout out to Brian Sue, who I finally met, who's a really sweet dude. Um, and he ended up winning the whole thing and just crushed us and then showed up for fucking legacy with Belcher. So <laughs> shout, shout out to that guy. Shout out to Easy Beasy, um, who's like a big supporter of us and appreciate that. Shout out to Simon Lee. Angry Simon Lee. Um who else someone I know I'm forgetting some people i got a shout out to uh steve 32 on Twitter who's been keeping me entertained with draw something on the iPhone, which is like the best game of all time so shout out to Monty Ashley for introducing me to that and uh shout out to Cody Crossman, who did an amazing written job of coverage like just fucking amazing job of the coverage <laughs> it's 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 as good if not better than listening to those awful people on the the internet do coverage. But he's still worse than Matt Mercier. He's still way worse than Matt Mercier. (laughs) Matt Mercier just, like, owns Cody Crossan. But but I'm sure Matt Mercier couldn't piece together, like, a five-word fucking sentence to write down. (laughs) I can't even spell his name. But shout-out to Matt Mercier, by the way, who... Started listening to the show when he heard that I said that he was better than Cody Crossman and Brian, yeah. and and then he keeps he keeps ragging on me every day he sees me. He's like, "Yep, yeah, you know, I just no love here. I uh, I've been listening in for three episodes, no shout outs. No shout outs. <laughs> and
3: then he so, goes, then
1: he goes, who's
4: this Chris Lansdale guy?" Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> and then he, yeah, it's like, "Who's Chris Lansdale? Why do you why do you shout him out so much? Is he, is he local? Is he good?" So yeah, so there's that. Um, what else? I think that's about it, probably. I, gotta, I mean, obviously, shout-out to Tom Martel. I really am happy that you are just crushing it, legacy-wise. And uh, it was really awesome. I only got to follow it on Twitter. It was really awesome to follow along, and I hope that uh, you continue doing well. And I, I really want to shout-out to your mom, who I hope is just, just a really nice lady and who we don't ruin your relationship with. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's it. That's it for me. Go ahead, uh, John take right. it
4: away buddy i'll take it away uh shout out to tom thanks for coming on uh, i think this is the first episode i got to be on while you were on so i'm pretty pumped about that um shout out to caleb for making top eight and uh, uh i was rooting for caleb and then uh, when caleb died i was rooting for tom so uh <laughs> so that was uh it's pretty cool to see him top eight um shout out to there's a new podcast on the block it's called brainstorm brewery and uh it's pretty cool it's got a couple of a couple of the floor traders that i hang out with and they're talking about finances and magic brewing um the deck brews that they're talking about is a little bit crazy um i'm not not a big fan of most of the decks they talk about but the finance stuff is pretty on spot spot on so uh so that's cool stuff brainstorm brewery uh you can go to their website brainstormbrewery.com brewer, man try to say that five times fast and uh and i also i also hosted their first episode on legitmtg.com so you can check out their, their first episode there so shout out to those guys they gave a big a big uh shout out to the a team and uh a lot of love in the in the end of their first cast so I uh, want to return the favor there and, uh, who else do I want to shout out? Oh, I want to shout out Ben Mapes. Ben Mapes was like my little travel partner and, nice. and uh, an EDH, uh, compadre for the, for the GP weekend. And, uh, he's just a really cool guy, uh, pretty laid back and, uh, and always down for some EDH. So, uh, so shout out to that
6: guy. And, um, shout out to Haven Golich. He's a pretty badass dude. <laughs> Haven Golich. <laughs> Did you hear about that on Horde of Notions? No, I've played that card in my EDH deck. He's awesome. You just
4: almost a Yeah, I mean, you just play, like, uh, Rooftop Storm, and then you uh, mill your library, and then you play Yagmas Will with Hey Go Lich and Play, and then every zombie in your graveyard costs one mana. And you're just like... <laughs> <laughs> and, since,
0: and since you've got Cedrus on the board, <laughs> you just use... Uh, you play Mana Echoes? And then uh after the first one they're all free.
4: Oh, hey, by the way, real quick. Mm-hmm. Um back from the brink. Run that in your yeah. in your Domnia deck. Okay, why? Because you're discarding all kinds of dudes, right? Yeah. And then you can just play them from the yard.
0: Yeah, except that I'm running like necrotic ooze and lich combo shenanigans in there right now. So? Yeah. I don't want to be exiling my dudes. Man, oh. Sorry.
1: Sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to just really quickly say that Chris Mascioli has 766 followers.
5: 765. <laughs> <laughs> Got there. Yeah, the on, on the air, D followers are so brutal.
4: Oh, man. I feel so bad for him. Look at He's all like. And he's moping. Christina backstabs me. He's me. Oh, man. And I'm just looking at his little, like, penguin picture.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. What can so you expect bad. from Medina, though? So- I, I never he followed him in the first place. So I just knew better. It's all good. KYT, what do you got for shoutouts, brother? Well
2: shout outs to everyone that uh that I, all my friends that went down at GPND, uh and that did well. Mark Sun, top sixty four, Pascal, top eight. Um the top eight I was really happy to see because um I knew four people there that I really liked. Tom, um, Caleb. I'm really good friends with Adam Yurchik and uh, good friends with Pascal. That was quite a quarterfinals game. I couldn't really cheer for you, Tom, in that one. And uh, Right when you got him with Parrish, I knew it was over for him. <laughs> so um, Great
5: guy. I hadn't met him before this weekend, but he was super nice, and I really enjoyed you know, playing and talking to him afterwards.
2: <laughs> He's a great guy. Um, shout-outs to Cody Crosman for uh, writing up the coverage at uh, the Calgary CMT. Um shouts to Jay for top aiding. Yeah. Oh, 'Cause all I could hear was how <laughs> stressed you were before a derma and freaking out. Oh my god. Cody was gonna cover you and I just texted Cody on I me mean, like, Don't make Jay look like an idiot. I I promised them you wouldn't. Yeah. So. No, Cody was a,
1: actually everybody was actually really good about it, Cody, and you and uh and Nina were just really good about talking me down from the ledge and I was actually really worried that Cody was just gonna make me look like the biggest fucking dirtle. But I played the best magic of my life, hands down. Even in like even being clairvoyant and being able to see the future, I could not play magic as good as I did that day. I don't know what happened. Wow. I, cha- I, I channeled my inner LSV or something. Like I just, I just crushed it. Just you crushed played it.
2: like a boss when we first met, though.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, if I play against you, I just have like the ninety ten matchup. There's like no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not so lucky when I'm playing against like random people that are playing like I don't know, like black green pod. Like I got crushed by black green white pod last night. Oh, man, just Chris Lansdale
2: rushed. crushed you? Yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite tweet of the, of the week. You try to focus in. Everyone's Chris Lansdale. Everyone's Chris Lansdale. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think Nina said that, didn't, didn't she? It was like, just, hey, man, just whatever. Just every one of your opponents, or maybe it was Bill. Every one of your opponents is Chris Lansdale. And then I was like, as soon as he said that, I was just like, fuck. I got it. Everyone is Chris Landfill
3: oh, no
1: I'm not. I mean, I'm. I I'm never worried about losing to him. Not because he's bad. It's just like I've never lost to him, and he and he's bad. I, mean, I enjoy playing with him. It's just you know.
4: <laughs> oh man he, he is pretty bad.
1: If I sit down across Tim Tom Martell, he could be playing like a sixty basic land deck, and I'd still just be like oh, what do you have in your hand? Ah, <laughs> I just fucking okay. I kill my own guy. I kill my own guy. If I don't, you're gonna do something with it. And, like Chris, I sit down on like an amazing deck, and I'm just like, yeah, this is casual. I'm fine with it.
3: This is just casual <laughs>
1: people playing casual magic. I'm fine. So uh, he
0: does not Tom pulls, him, Tom pulls up the draft deck with the you know one lost in the woods and. You know, yeah. Like... Forty nine fucking forests. Oh, did you draw it? Ah, I don't know. Yes. It's like,
3: oh, oh,
1: the jets turning Like, ah, I don't know.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so yeah, no, I was. It was. Uh, it was. It was really good. And um. And yeah, thanks. Thanks. Anyway, back you to your Shay. No, I'm done.
2: Shouts to Matt <laughs> Mercier. Just, just, just because. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Oh, also shout out to FasaFast because I like saying your
1: name. Oh, I have to say that. Who was it? Is it Kyle that was there at the CMT? Yeah, he is a really cool dude, and he uh, let me in on some of the inner workings of FasaFast, which is like, which was, which had like dirt, dirt low price uh, cards, and like what, and like that's the regular price that they are. They were like, like the, all the high cards were at minimum five dollars cheaper than Star City Games. They had like infinite of all the hottest cards, like. Right now in Calgary, it's really difficult to find um, like phantasmal images and dark Sick shores, obviously um, and the, they had like thirty of each and uh, And I have to give a shout out to to the judge staff that was there. There was some shady stuff that went down, uh, but most of the stuff like it was just really awesome. It was a really well run tournament. Uh, it went really smoothly um, and yeah, and everybody had a really good time, so shout out to Fa <laughs> <laughs> fast
6: there you
0: go. <laughs> All right, well, everybody, that's uh that's a wrap. We will uh see you all next week. Have a good day.
5: Bye guys. Thanks guys.